Check, check. Mic check. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome everybody to the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. July 1st, Thursday. Happy Canada Day, everybody. Yeah, oh Canada. It's Canada Day. Look, you guys got your fourth, okay, and we got the first. First it means it's better than the fourth. Canada's better. Happy Canada Day. Uh, thank you to Fly Racing, of course, FMF Vision, Get, Pro Taper, Maxis, all on board with us. Red Bud this weekend. Let's talk some Red Bud. This is round five of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. And, uh, yeah, man, the first of four in a row. So the guys are going to be beat by the time we hit Washugo, which is the fourth one. Uh, the, the real series starts now, man, and uh, week in and week out grind of this stuff is going to catch up to these guys, and it'll be interesting to see who uh, who survives this, what, what strong survives uh, this uh, series. As we move on, big news this weekend, J-Mart is in. Uh, he had hurt some fingers uh, before High Point. Uh, of course, he DNF'd Lakewood. But he is back in this weekend for Star Yamaha, and it's certainly a championship spoiler. As we go forward, uh, Chris Kiefer and Dan Truman on the show today. And your phone call, 702-586-7857. Give us a call. We are giving away a Fly Racing Formula CC helmet in red today and a pair of FMF uh, goggles as well. So the FMF guys are on board with Savachi and Bogle and Zach Osborne, who of course, is out right now. Uh, please check out FMFRacing.com to experience the Power Bomb and Power Core goggles. The choice of 250 2020 450 motocross champion Zach Osborne, and uh, it's a FMF Vision. It's a unique optics brand created in partnership with the brilliant minds who brought you 100%. Thank you to Maxis Tires, the SGB Maxis team, A Ray, Jordan Jarvis, uh, Jeremy Smith, Rod Bell, uh, running the the Maxis MXSTs out there, and developed by Jeremy McGrath, of course. Mountain bike tires, light truck tires, trailer tires, Maxis.com. Think of them uh, next time you're thinking about a, a tire choice for for real anything that I just mentioned. They support the uh, sport pretty strongly. And uh, so, yeah, Maxis.com for more information. Get and Athena. Of course, Athena is a sister company to Get. The Get has the two-stroke and four-stroke ECUs. It has uh, a complete clutch kits and gaskets uh, on the Athena side of things. they got an RPM dashboard on the Get side of things. The, qu- uh, the jump start thing is absolutely phenomenal. I jump-started my truck with it uh, a couple weeks ago. So get, get. And if you want a deal on the folks from Get and Athena, use the contact form on pulpamex.com and uh, we'll pass it on to the guys at Get and they will uh, help you get a discount for listening to Pulpamex. Thank you to Pro Taper, whether it's Rockstar Husky, whether it's Chaparral Honda, whether it's the Star Racing Yamaha guys. They all rely on Pro Taper. They were the first to come up with the oversized handlebar design that is now the industry standard. Appearing on all production uh, bikes right now. They got the Sella and they've got the Micro Bar as well. So thank you to Pro Taper for making it happen. And of course, big thanks to Fly Racing. We had Justin Brayton on the show last week offering up his analysis, and uh, he wears fly racing, as does Osborne and Bogle and Zavachi. And, man, Trey Art's still out there rocking fly racing. Summer is here. 2020 and a half kinetic mesh is what you want. If you can find any of it anywhere, get it, man. It's the most well-vented stuff out there. It's light. It's well-vented. looks really good. So go to your favorite dealer, favorite e-tailer like motorsport.com, and uh, make it happen. And flyracing.com, of course, we're giving away that Formula CC helmet. That's a pretty good deal, right? Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, taking your calls, holding things down over there, giving me some tomahawk uh, tips. The Tits Ledger. Tits, what's up? I've given you the tools that you need. It's up to you to make it happen. Uh, big night. We're going to cook a, to- a tomahawk tonight. Of course, yeah. our buddy Nick at Prime Food sent, sent some meat over, and tonight will be the uh, tomahawk cooking. I want you to wear your heart rate monitor the whole time. Uh-huh. Uh, keep track of how, uh, how you're doing in there. How's it going to fit on the foreman? 
Uh, you get two of them. Okay. You can get two <laughs> lay, lay them put them right next to each other. Right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what's going on, Tits? Everything good? Everything fine? Yeah. I I actually, I was surprised. Well, I shouldn't be surprised, but uh, I'm excited for the races to be back. You know, you had a couple weekends yeah. off on the whole thing, and uh, yeah, I'm excited and, to be and, back to Red Bud. And I'm excited because, like, okay, so is Tomac back? Oh, boy. Do we know? Is he oh, back? Oh, boy. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think we really know. So, nope. uh, all right, let's get Chris Kiefer and Dan Truman on the uh, on the line here to talk. Chris Kiefer first and then Dan Truman. We're going to give away the FMF goggles and the uh, Formula CC to a random caller here on the show. Uh, first up, though, it's Shad. Shad, what's up, man? How are you? Welcome to the show. Pretty good. Thank you. What's yeah, it? so you just announced J-Mart, huh? Yeah, J-Mart's what back. You- yeah. Yeah, so how's he going to do? You know what? I don't know, right? Don't you feel like I mean, look, once he gets ready and going and if he's healthy, he 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 can win motos, right? He's out of the championship for sure. Um and I think this weekend he might not be at, you know, at the peak of his powers, but dude, he'll affect this championship for sure. So, who do you think your uh highest scoring non-all-star is with him there? That's a good point. Um well, RJ Hampshire, I think. RJ's really good at Red Bud. He's a, he's a zero right now. Uh, he's going to be everybody's pick. Mosman will be really good as well. But uh, I think both of those guys will outscore J-Mart this weekend. Okay, thank you. And then, hey, is uh, the Pro Pits open for autographs at uh, Red Bud? No, they're not open. There's a VIP ticket that you can buy uh, for the Pits that I think you can – some of the teams will put out um, uh, posters, signed posters and stuff, but there's no actual signings for, for the riders. Okay, thank you. And then just a heads up, so I live right below uh, Redbud in Indiana, mm-hmm. and it's literally there and here. has done nothing but rain for like a whole week on and off. Okay. So you have two dry days coming up. Yeah, it look, looks like the race day is dry, right? The, the race day will be dry, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, well. The humidity is going to be high. Oh, boy. All right, well, good to know, man. Thank you. Yep, have a good one. Thanks. Right, thanks, Chad. Uh, thanks to Shad for uh, calling in. Let's get into um, our first guest here. He is from Kiefer Inc. Testing, com as well. Chris Kiefer, what's up, man? How are you? Good morning, boys. How are you guys doing? We're good. 82 degrees this Saturday for Red Bud, uh, so it should be a good good weather for riding. Yeah, if the caller is right, and if it rained all week, that means uh, all this light prep that we've been talking about lately might be out the window this week. It might be deep ruts. Yeah, they definitely um, kind of a kind of a funny accident at, at Lakewood with some wind and uh, dried up the track and we saw some guys move around. It wasn't so much ruddy. And then high point, they were scared of rain that never really came. It happened in the first 250 moto, but other than that, um, I'm a fan of this prep. I, I, I've never thought the slot car Slot cross cross stuff is good. Coming down a hill, just pick a line. Coming to a turn, you got five five ruts, and, and like I, I've never liked it. it. It locks the guys in, and then you see you see pro guys with both legs out in ruts. Like what? Right. You know. So I like it. What about you? Yeah, I'm the same way. Like for me, it provides better racing. The the riders can be more aggressive. Like I've ridden a couple of these nationals just you know a couple years ago, and I wasn't even aware how big the ruts were and how it's prepped and you know you have one two good lines but if you end up trying to pass somewhere where you don't know where that rut goes you lose time so it just doesn't make for great racing and uh i when you guys listen and you guys do all these post-race shows Mm -hmm. i feel like most of the riders like the way it's been going zacko didn't and i think bogle didn't but that was about it from the guys i talked to yeah yeah, most of them feel like they can move around a little bit. They have space to make a pass. And, and uh, yeah, for me, like, I've actually been watching it, you know, a lot here lately. So, uh, mm-hmm. for me, it just provides better racing throughout the whole day. Yeah, how is the knee coming along, Christopher? I mean, it's it's a knee, right? Seth already jabbed me last night. That was pretty funny. So, <laughs> I'm good. Getting better. When do you think you'll be riding? Uh, hopefully in about two or three weeks. Okay. So, All right. Well, we'll be watching. Kiefer needs to me uh, needs me to ride because I'm being an a hole over here. So. Yeah, really, right? Um, hey, so uh, let's start with ET. Yep. I don't know if he's back. I'm not ready to claim that. That second moto was amazing at High Point, uh, but we still have the first one where he got sixth. Um, so I don't know, man. I'm I'm just thro- the emoji of a shoulder shrugging is going on with me and Eli Tomac. 
Yeah, I'm just glad he finally won. I just hate hearing, oh, Eli's washed up or he's, you know, packed it in till next year and that's it. He's just cruising his rest of his career. I'm just like, dude, we've, it's just sad how quick, including you, how forget how everyone forgets how good this dude is. Like, for example, Cooper Reb killed it. Supercross hasn't been doing great last three rounds. And people are like, oh, dude, he's going to Yamaha. He's over it. It's just like everyone has to calm down. I think uh, bike change helped. I know you talked a little bit about this, but Adam switched back to his old setting. I think Eli went back to an old setting of his. So sometimes it just takes a little familiar feeling, and then you're back at it, right? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, you know, Eli was even at a loss to explain it. You know, he didn't change anything between motos. Uh, just felt really good. You know, got some got got going, got a good start, and dude, he was just crushing those guys. Um, but you know, listen. As far as the, the the media stuff goes, we have to deal with the here and now. Like, I can't be like, "Hey, Webb went from first to eighth, like he did at uh at uh, Lakewood or mm-hmm. Paula or one of those races." I can't be like, "Hey, Cooper uh, he, Webb went from first to eighth. Ah, you know what though? He's still a Supercross champion. Like, you got to go with what you're talking about. Like, and, and we're talking about the Nationals. We're talking about the la- last race, you know, and. I've been waiting for him to kind of turn it around. I, I believe he will. I, I think he'll get better. I'm not calling him for a bunch of race wins, but I could see him being better. I just don't know what's going on right now with Cooper Webb. Right, and this is where I, I think our, our sport needs to be a little bit more transparent and have the riders help themselves a little bit, you know, help you guys out to say, hey, here's what's going on. I'm having a deal with the bike or maybe a health issue. And I just – I still to this day don't know why we're so secretive in the sport and um, – for me, it just would make the sport more exciting. We'd get more headlines. We would have more things to talk about that are that are truthful, and instead of going off of you know mm-hmm. we think or we you know this yeah. is what we you know suspect. So um, yeah, I don't know. I just think we need to be better at that. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. You got a question for question for Chris Kiefer on the Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show. Uh, Chris, what about the Webs trying some clamps out? I know I heard behind the scenes. He hasn't been happy with his bike setup, and I talked to Roger DeCosta, and Roger mentioned that, um, you know, because Roger doesn't care. He'll just talk about it. Um, You know, they didn't do any outdoor stuff during Supercross, totally focused on Supercross, even on that week off. Um, And uh, and so now he's doing some changes, you've noticed? Yeah, so I was looking just through photos, you know, as I'm typing daytime, and I noticed from Lakewood to Mount Morris, the the clamps look different, so I zoomed in on it, and it looks like a hybrid clamp. Like I almost feel like KTM has kind of created this clamp by themselves or had someone make them for them, but like designed it themselves because it looks like it's a little bit more of a rigid clamp. And if you guys go back and look at old photos of Coop and Supercross or even um, the first two rounds, he has the factory split clamp that you know, all of us can get, and that provides more flex. So I'm thinking these guys need a little bit more rigidity up front to help some cornering, uh, maybe get a little bit more front wheel traction. So it looks like Marv went to the same clamp. So it looks like these two in unison had that same feeling. So I'm curious to see in Redbud if they're using the same clamp. Yeah, it's funny. The uh, the Japanese aluminum frame guys are like, we have too much rigidity. We need to change it. We need to you know take this off, take take this material out. And the steel frame guys are like, run 52 millimeter forks in the biggest front axle right. you could possibly run we need more more rigidity you know it's hilarious yeah you know and uh, it's ktm so obviously steel frame chromoly frame um they do flex more than the aluminum frames um but when ktm switched their frames in 18.5 they went to a little bit stiffer frame but i think we're going to see the new factory edition what will come out here in late december early january um, that frame will be a little bit stiffer than what we see now. So right. I think we're just seeing a little bit of a of something to come later on for production machines, and these top-level riders need just, just more stiffness up front for how hard they push. Who turns it around sooner, Webb or Marvin, do you think? I'm going to have to go with Coop just because, you know, we know how good he is mentally, and yeah. when he's down and out, he doesn't stay there for that long. Right. So for me, I think uh, – He's searching right now. He'll find something, and if he doesn't find something, this is what I like about Coop, even if he doesn't find something that he completely gets along with, his mental fortitude will push past that, and he'll just work his balls off and get a good finish. Mm -hmm. So for me, I just think mentally, obviously, Coop's a little bit stronger than Marv. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Um, Chris Kiefer on the line. Give us a call. we got some questions for you here. The lines are almost full. Um, Looking ahead to... um, the rest of the season. So 
Aaron Pleasinger, we, we think he may be going to Red Bull KTM. We think Yamaha may match. We're not exactly sure. I've heard both uh, from, from people who would know, from pretty good sources. Mm-hmm. So we'll see going forward what he does. But there's no doubt he's much improved rider. Ferrandez has, hasn't been off the podium through the first uh, uh, eight motos of the year. Um, what's, what has Star done to those bikes? I mean, they took some weight off. Okay, I get it. I don't know how they found all the weight they're claiming. Um, but they took some weight off. And now the Yamaha looks great. And, and, you know, we rode the Barsha's bike at Paris there, you know, a close setting to it. Um, So, yeah, I was thinking, uh, what have they done, do you think? Well, I said this on the show. We had this this topic when Aaron was on on our regular show. But for me, I just think it has to do a lot with um, suspension, some things that last year uh, the guys didn't have access to. So... Obviously, like you said, they lost a little bit more weight, which, okay, great. That's not huge. Um, they're using, I'm pretty sure they're using close to the same linkages that they did last year. So for me, it's just Gilly at KYB. He's, uh, I've worked with him a little bit. Um, didn't know much about him until I started working with him. And then, uh, man, within a couple of days, I just quickly found out like how smart and, and detailed this guy is. And he has, he rides a lot. So for me, as a suspension guy, you have to have a guy that kind of currently rides, can feel, and Gilly still rides. Um, he has really good ideas. He's not afraid to go outside of those ideas and outside the box a little bit and experiment. I know we did a little bit before Supercross season, and the stuff that I rode was amazing, and that's what Aaron and Dylan picked to ride at the beginning of all this. So uh, for me, I just think it has a lot to do with access to suspension that they didn't have and that combination with Gilly at KYB. But I think Gilly was there last year at KYB, so he would have worked with the factory guys. Correct, but the stuff that they had to work with wasn't there. Okay, the components so themselves. This new, this new stuff, they're, yeah. they're working off of a, a fork. It's called an LSF fork. So it's almost like a, a hybrid fork. Um, and I think that has finally got better. And that has directly something to do with, you know, Gilly going out and testing and doing this stuff. So okay. that's what I think most of it is, is getting the guys comfortable. I mean, how many times have you heard riders just say, I'm not comfortable, I can't pin it? And that's totally true. If these guys are riding at the edge, and if they're not completely confident in their machine, they're not going to ride over the head and risk injury. Right. And if they do, they'll do that once or twice, and they're like, fuck that, I ain't ever doing that again. So right. for me, I just think suspension settings – Okay. And um, the access to a little bit different ECU stuff that, you know, we didn't have, Steve, when we rode the bike, um, that stuff is important. Right. Well, certainly uh, one of the you know one of the engineers there last year told me that with the 450, when you start adding power, the chassis gets weird, the suspension gets weird, uh, so they couldn't mm-hmm. add a lot of power, and therefore Justin couldn't get starts, and, you know, it's this, it's this uh, self-destruction loop of uh, well, for, for last rider. year they even went back to just like a stock ECU and yeah. just were working off the Yamaha power tuner. Right, right. So... so same, same stuff that we're able to do, right? Yeah, obviously they've gotten it pretty good now. So, um, interesting. Um, yeah, because they're better, man. They're, they look great. The, all, all, th- all three guys, Christian included, they look great. So, yeah, um, yeah. I think uh, it's funny how everyone's like, "Oh, everyone, Yamaha's the best bike," and it was a piece of trash in Supercross. And I'm just like, "Oh my gosh, it's amazing!" <laughs> you got to stop <laughs> reading these extremist comments. I mean. Dude. You got to stop it. You're like, why get it? Here's the thing. I don't read them. I get them forwarded to me, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe this. There's a whole subsection of people with carrots in their ears, dude, and and it's insane. You just you don't even know where these people come from. They don't go to the races. They don't talk to people. And I don't. We only have a 60 minute show, Steve. So I don't even know what I haven't heard this carrot theory yet. So you have to tell me one time. I'll I'll get I'll get you up to speed. Uh, Let's go to some questions here for you, Chris Kiefer. The lines are full right now. Thanks everybody for calling. Uh, John's on two. John, what's going on? What's your question for Chris Kiefer? Hey guys, what's up? Um, actually, it's for both y'all first. I know a couple people have said or mentioned in the past, don't have the idea like the. MXGP and the AMA running a combined series, like they just got rid of that uh, FIM and Supercross. I mean, is that a pipe dream to have like one round in the mm, US like that? I don't think it's a pipe dream, but it's a pretty long shot that would ever happen. Yeah, be you so know, awesome. but but that would be but, cool. There's, I mean, they've talked about it. They've talked about running. You know, uh, f- uh, 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 you race over here with the, with twenty best uh, MXGP guys and twenty best uh, American guys and. 
and running it uh, as a national and count it for points for both sides, you know? Um, yeah. But I, I don't see it happen. I really don't. I just miss having yeah, DCs back me. in America. Well, yeah, Kiefer, but you're like the yeah. only one because they had like 500 people go to these races when they were here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but right. if they combined it, it would be yeah. a huge crowd. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so. yeah, be even better than the motocross of nations because, you know, you're not teams. It's, you know, yeah. free-for-all. But also, uh, I was wondering if Kiefer thought about doing a, a region or area back east, uh, get out of the the southwest or are they all pretty equal or or one region considerably you know harder or are we talking about loretta's yeah 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 so i think uh honestly even though our power ranking and, and steve ain't gonna know shit about this but our power ranking out here in the west coast is low so they only take four four riders out of each class but i think it's harder to qualify out of here in most classes especially the younger divisions just because um, there's fast guys and that we have, you know, a good group of fast dudes and they only take four dudes. And then you go back east, you have a lot more people, but the quality and the fast riders, I think, are a little lower and you get more riders to go in, you know, versus four. You guys got seven, maybe even ten. So for me, I think it's uh, a little tougher out here. I've learned this this year with my kids. So uh, Next year, I think we'll go to ride, try to ride two regions. But for sure, you just got better tracks back east than we do. I'm also looking, John, forward to the uh, Kiss Kiefer East Coast shootout. Uh, we didn't even get a shootout at all this year. We got nothing. Uh, I hope, you know, one day he'll go east and do his shootouts. So you, ne- you never so know. And he's going the wrong way. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. He's, he ditched <laughs> no, the shootouts. I'm regressing. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks, John. All right. Yeah, appreciate thank, it. Thank you. See you, John. Uh, Jake's on three. Jake, what's going on, man? Hey guys, hey! I'm wondering if you could tell me who who gets the spec tires. Is it is it just the factory teams, or is it kind of anybody that that qualifies? No, it's just the factory guys. But there'll be some top level privateers that get them. You know, oh, you can, okay. or sometimes I've seen them be like, "Hey, we'll give you this takeoff spec tire." Like, hey, right. uh, you know, Cade Clayson or or you know, uh, Brandon Hartraft, you'll get this takeoff spec tire. I don't know if actually the, the HEP guys may get race tires because they're Suzuki. But you know what I mean? Yeah, it's basically limited to the factory guys. Cool. I think so. uh, sometimes, too, uh, I think a guy like Phil or maybe even, you know, Freddie runs Pirelli, and I know Phil runs Pirelli, too, yeah. but, like, guys like that would get maybe a uh, spec front and then a standard rear, something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's right. kind of an individual thing after that. Maybe you know somebody at Dunlop really well or, you know what I mean, stuff like that. But basically, yeah, yeah. you got to be a top, top dude to get one. Do they do they all make a spec tire? Is it pretty much just Pirelli Dunlop? Maybe does Michelin maybe make one? No, Michelin doesn't. I don't even know what Pirelli does, Kiefer. Pirelli sells. This is what they claim, and and sometimes I argue this, but <laughs> I have yet to to learn otherwise. Pirelli claims they sell what they race. So the big thing, you know, a couple of years ago when Hurlings came over and raced Ironman, he basically got a customer tire, and that's what he rode with. So they're claiming their spec tires are ones that you can buy. Yep. All right. Cool. Thanks for the call, man. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Tim is on one. Tim, what's up, man? Tim. Yes, sir. What's up? Hey, my uh, my question is, the production bikes that end up going to, you know, Tomac, Roxon, is it known when they're being built that they will go to the factory teams? Or is no, it no. no different from, they, they have no idea? No, no, no. You just grab a production bike and build it up, you know? It's not even that. Sometimes now that I know a lot of factory teams, it's not even a whole bike. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, they build them up from parts? They'll just build them up from frame. You yeah. Know? Yeah, the so. race bikes are right by, When I was a mechanic, the race bikes were built from frame up. You know I mean? You built a whole sort of uh, bike brand new, and then you would put your own numbers into the frame, um, but it would right. be a production frame. But the test bikes and practice bikes were just we just, got, we just uncreated them and built them, and they were production, they were production bikes on, when I was at Yamaha. So I don't know how it goes now, but yeah, uh, that that's that's how it works, Tim. All right, cool. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Uh, we've got a few more questions here. Phillips on five. Philip. 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 Hey, what's up? What happened to Zane Merritt? 
I mean, we were also high on him a year or two ago. Yeah, he had great hair. Yeah. Great hair. I love the hair. Yeah. Yeah. And he took a tire to the face at one point. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think he he quit. I think he quit. I remember. Did he really? Someone I know talked to him and he was saying like, hey, man, if I I don't do this or this this year, I'm quitting. You know what I mean? Um, You know, it's hard. It's hard to make a living. So, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. But, yeah, I was just curious. I was like, man, he had a great personality, great hair. Yeah. He was flashy, but, yeah, I was just curious. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think he's done. So, thanks, man. All right, thanks. All right, thank you. Uh, Zane Merrick. He had great hair. He I did. love it. He did. Uh, Dan, what's up, man? How are you? Hello? Hi, Dan. Hey, what's going on? So, I got a Jalik Swole uh, future headlines question. Okay. So, do you think Swole stamps another podium – or Swole settles back to six. Uh, Kiefer? Uh, I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. You win something just for bringing in future headlines into the Fly Moto 60 show. So you're winning something. Yeah, I don't hate on it like JT does. I'm fine with yeah, it. Okay. Um, uh, what do you think, Kiefer? Swole gets podium. Really? Yeah. I'll go Swole settles back to six. I don't know where that ride came from. That was amazing, though, uh, and it's going to give him a lot of confidence for sure. But I don't, I don't know, man. The Lawrence brothers, and and Martin J Mart's back, and and Cooper, like I, RJ. If RJ can somehow hold it together, um, you well, know here's what? The I, thing, they, know? The, all those guys were there last week, so why why can't he do it again? I, I know, I know. Well, Hunter crashed first lap both motos, but was blazing fast. J Mart wasn't there. Uh, RJ would have won the first moto. Um, so you know, that, that's what happened at High Point. Full full credit to Swole though for the win. Full credit. Um, all right, Dan, do you want a pair of FMF goggles or do you want the Fly Racing Red Formula CC helmet? I'll uh, have the, the Fly helmet. All right. Sure. All right. Stay on hold. We'll get your information. All right. Thanks Good for choice. calling in. Thank you very much. Yeah, I would have wondered if Dan would have picked a uh, the goggles. but yeah. I mean, no offense to FMF goggles, but if he would have picked the goggles, I'd be like, what? <laughs> uh, question on two brought to you by Maxxis Tires. Randy Richardson, what's up, buddy? Hi, I, I had a call about, uh, I want to talk to Chris Keeper about knee braces. Oh, yeah. questions on that. <laughs> He's on the line, yes, absolutely. Go ahead, caller. <laughs> what are you oh, doing? Oh, my gosh. Hey, how, hey. How, good did it feel to get that, how good did it feel to get that knee drained? Uh, yeah, that was a good time, man. I didn't think there'd be that much fluid, but that's, uh, that's no joke. I thought about you the whole time because I know you recorded some of that. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it feels, it, it's pretty it's, gross. It's like you're... <laughs> It's gross, but the feeling is amazing. It's like your knee is horribly constipated, yep. and then it just gets all that crap out of there, and uh, <laughs> you feel so much better. Right? Uh, did, um, did you happen to but, notice, Randy, that uh, uh, young Aiden Kiefer was getting measured for braces? Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly <laughs> what I would do if, if I was a dad. I would I would definitely uh, waste money on stuff like that. The kid's going to grow out of it in about uh, six weeks, so good money spent there. But uh, yeah. You know, Aiden's uh, but, you, first, know, you know post when he puts his braces on is going to be rhinos full of shit, man. <laughs> well, you know, I say that, but I'm sure that there's probably some industry connection there, and I think it's a wise investment. If you're the fastest rider in the household. You deserve that type of treatment. Yeah, right? that's a good point. That's a great. <laughs> hey, hang up on this guy. Hang up on this dude. Give him the good stuff. Give him the good stuff. Yeah, hang up. Yeah, yeah. Max Tires hangs up on me. I'm done. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, hey uh, I know some people have already started talking about. Uh, the uh, motocross the nations, but is it too soon to start talking about uh, world bets? Are you going to be okay for that, Keith? Are you going to be back or what? I'm going to be back, and we're. Uh, I'm trying to get Steve to do the 24 hours of Glen Helen, like a pulp MX uh, team. Uh, when when so is that? That's that is in September or uh, no October. Uh huh. So uh-huh. that'll be a good warm up for Steve before vets too. We'll get about Absolutely. you know Steve me. Talon, uh, Janky yeah. Mike, get a team together, and let's just, you know, yeah. face off Glen Helen. And at 24-hour race, he'll have plenty of time, you know, on the back section to, to stop and practice starts, you know? Um, of course, Janky, <laughs> Janky would just, I mean, Janky has to be on an off-road <laughs> race. Oh, Janky would pay for the entry just for us to do it. Right, yeah, Janky would be in his glory on, on a bike with a kickstand <laughs> and a camelback and 24 hours of riding. <laughs> I just want to be the rider that wakes up Steve. You know, hey man, it's two a.m. You got to go ride now. Sorry, I'm not doing it. Oh my gosh! I'm not, oh god! I'm not doing it. Hey, 
you know. If, if his shift is at two, a, if his shift is at two a.m., you need to start waking him up about midnight. Yeah. Tits, do you want to do a Team Pulpa Mex twenty-four uh, hour race? Uh, no thanks. Okay, Tits is out. Yep. <laughs> Bring the tomahawk, you, Tits. Let's go. <laughs> Bring the tomahawk. If you think it was bad having an angry Dunge, you would have a, a grumpy Steve. For oh sure. God, dude, I, I I don't know about that, but uh, I mean we'll see. Randy, so um, you are coming in studio next month. It looks like we're hoping we're trying uh, to work yeah, it out. Yeah, but, yeah, hope, yeah, hoping hoping to work that out uh, in August after the Western Power Sports their national sales meeting. So looking Fantastic. to swing by there and have that. So so that gives you at least a timeline as to when I'll be able to wash your bikes next. So uh, <laughs> so you know don't worry every, about it. Until every then. other ride, sir. Every other ride, the bike gets washed <laughs> which, and and uh, which, you know. Which will, hey, which as much as you ride, that'll probably be uh, mid-August. So yeah, oh, okay. Well, listen, bring uh, bring your mountain bike stuff, and we will go uh, e-biking. Chris, yeah, man. Chris, we'll do and and Chris, oh, glad to see you getting bu- better, buddy. Hold on, hold on, Randy. Before we go, Dan what? Truman's coming up here on the show shortly, but yeah. So you give me shit about my dirt bike, right? Uh, <laughs> and and, uh, and everything else, and, I, and it's dirty, but whatever. I wash it every other ride. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The flip flop. Is exactly the same over there in the high des, Randy. His taser, the crank arm is oh flying gosh. off. The, it, uh, the battery has come loose. the The mm. controls are jacked up. It's dirty. It's the bike is yeah. hammered. The taser, like there has been no love given to this taser. For he you know, can make a whole show of all the shit that he doesn't like about my bicycle program. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I it, could. You guys are the perfect odd couple, that's for sure. Eight-year-old so, uh, fly uh, racing shoes, orange socks, fox helmet, mm-hmm. uh, a, a long... I don't got people giving me free shit. A long-sleeve white shirt with whoa, all whoa, stained whoa, on the whoa, front. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Chris, you're saying you don't have people giving you free stuff. Not for mountain bikes. Easy. Easy. Not for mountain bikes. You, I don't uh, get, you, like, you probably, the latest and greatest. wore those helmets. Listen, you know, Kiefer, you socks. can... Alpine Stars will send you mountain bike stuff. Don't even start. Don't even mm-hmm. start. You know they, they won't will. have it, it. Won't have pockets in them, but they can send you something. So. No, they have pockets. <laughs> they have some pockets. So. Uh, Randy Richardson, everybody, brought to you by Maxis Tires. Please check out Maxis <laughs> Tires. Hey, developed by Jeremy McGrath, MXST. Go check them out. Thank you. <laughs> thanks. Uh, thanks. thanks. Have a good day. Thanks, Randy. Later, guys. Uh, that's uh, FMIP himself, Chris Kiefer, on the uh, Fly Racing Moto Sixty Show. Brought to you by Get. Pro Taper Maxis and FMF Vision, of course. Uh, we already give away the red Formula CC helmet, but we got a few lines open. If you want to win a pair of FMF Power Bomb or Power Core goggles, give us a call. Um, so Levi Kitchen Kiefer making his pro debut. What do you know about this kid? Uh, so yeah, Aiden and I were talking about that yesterday. Like we were saying, how does he do? And Levi is—he impressed me last year at Loretta. It's like didn't know much about him. Mm-hmm. Um, just a good old East Coast kid. Uh, works his ass off. Has for me when I watch him ride, r- looks like AP, like a younger AP, and uh, tall, lanky on the bike, soaks up a lot of things. So for me, um, pending starts, I, d- I don't. I've never seen him get killer starts mm-hmm. a lot. So he looks like a taller I think, kid. I don't know what he, what he weighs, but yeah, he, he he's claiming that he's five nine, but I, I disagree. Oh, with that. okay. If he's five nine, then he's shorter, but he looks tall on the bike to me. But I've never seen the kid. Ride, so. Yeah, he's got to be at least six foot. Okay. Um, so for me, I, I expect him to be anywhere between ten to, to twelve in that area. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he does better than tenth, and I'm looking down the the results from high point. That's impressive. So um, I put him somewhere around Dylan Schwartz. So if he is around that area, I think that's a success. I just think it's kind of weird that he's going to go back to Loretta's after all this. I really don't like that rule at all. Oh, that rule is terrible. It's absolutely terrible. It's just driven by the OEMs and the teams that, uh, you know, want to have their cake and eat it too. They want to have everything. Right. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, hey, we got Sean on one. He wants to talk to you for a second here. Sean, what's going on? Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, I got a Keeper question. I'm like, all right, Bo, if you got to sponsor an event, Keeper After Dark, what mm-hmm. are you going to sponsor? Like a race or something? Like, I don't care. Some- a freaking strip club event, a race, like whatever, dude. Yeah. I just want to know, like, uh, I would, Keeper sponsorship. Uh, I would host, if it was a Keeper After Dark thing, I would host a, a live Keeper After Dark Pulp MX show. That's what I would sponsor. Just where people okay. just where people are calling in with, with issues. Just like it. we're going to have a live show like we normally do, but it's yeah. going to be all Keeper After Dark 
um, content. stuff to yeah. talk about. Meat. Okay. All yep. right. Jeez. All right, Sean. There you go. All right. All right. Roger that. Cool, dude. Thanks, man. Thanks. Uh, also, before we let you go, Chris Kiefer, let's bring uh, Dan Truman in from Get in Athena. What's up, Dan? How are you? I'm good. Just listening to you boys. Let's talk some MXGP before we get into uh, into the national. So, real sport. Yes. The old man two 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 pulls it through. Dan uh, Antonio yeah. Caroli. That's awesome. He rode good. He rode good in Russia too. Uh, I think he was in second or third when he had that you know kind of freak crash on the finish line that everybody was crashing on and. Yeah. And his, you know, his bike was mangled to where he, you know, it really wasn't his fault. It was tied in like a, a Russian chain. So, um, you know, he's still in, he's still in this thing. He really wants to win. He had a really good off season. He had one small setback, um, but yeah, he's been better than Prado in the off season from everything I had heard. Mm-hmm. So I knew he was going to come in pretty good. I, I didn't think he was going to win. Uh, I thought Jeffrey would be a little bit better, but I think it's awesome. It's an awesome series. It's the depth in it is pretty good. I mean, it's a lot like the U.S. series right now. The the top 11, 12 guys are good. Yeah. Kiefer, do you think – look, Jeffrey's been pretty open about, I got to get this back. He had a bad crash. Do you Is this where Jeffrey is, or are we just waiting to sand track midseason and he's going to come back and crush everybody? So I'm in a group text with Paul and JT, and they do not like my take about Jeffrey. And, and I like Jeffrey, but I just think uh, these other riders out there have – got up a level and i'm not saying we're at we're looking at jeffrey's level but i think jeffrey is going to take a little bit of time to get back up to speed but when he does i still feel like there's going to be other riders you know prado geyser caroli um you know these types of guys that are going to be near that level we're not going to see the dominance Mm -hmm. that we saw back in the day with hurlings leading by 20 seconds winning almost every moto i just don't see that happening even when he's ready to go 100 percent. so um i like the what i like what he's doing now he's not overriding he's just saying okay if it's a third today i get a third um he's slowly getting back into it but uh for me i just don't see the hurling dominance like we used to see a lot dan do you think it's coming back i mean i agree a little bit with what Kiefer's saying, I don't know that we'll see that pure dominance just because the other guys have elevated, you know, so much more. Uh-huh. So that gap isn't there, like the Ricky gap back in the day. That gap isn't right. there. But I do think that nobody has really put real pressure on Tim yet, and Tim has that mentality or has in the past of the Stewart mentality. If you can stay close to him and put pressure on him, that he could make a mistake. And I think Jeffrey knows that a little bit too. So. I think there'll be some interest in racing. I'm happy to see Jeffrey sit back and do this, though, but maybe next week in Lafayette we'll see a little bit more of, you know, some same right. stuff and things like that. So um, I, don't, I agree with you. I don't think we'll see dominance, but, I mean, even Koldenhoff, who's been so good at Motocross Nations, the end of the seasons, I mean, he's just like, you know, our Cooper Webb or something right now. He's just like an eighth-place guy. It's tough. But that's know, that where Koldenhoff is. I know, that's where he normally is. He has these breakout amazing rides, but generally speaking, He's a five to ten guy the last couple of yeah, years. Yeah, you know? for sure. And it, it's the class is just deep. But I think that I agree with what Kiefer says. I don't think there'll be a dominance, but I do think he's going to start winning some races here soon. I think Jeffrey yeah. gets back to dominance. I think he gets back there. This was a bad crash. You know, he had another injury kind of hold him back. I think he gets back to where he was crushing everybody. You know, for sure in the sand and even at the other races. So I don't know. Maybe not though. Yeah. Things change, right? He's older now. It's, and, yeah. it's good to see, though. I, I love the series. It's awesome. Uh, absolutely. It's really, really cool to see. And then, you know, Febra breaks off a great ride. You know what I mean? And yeah. It's neat to see that, for sure. So, uh, Kiefer, thanks, man. Thanks for coming on. All right. Have a good show, guys. Right. I'll, uh, we'll have a good time in Redbud. Thanks, man. See you. Uh, Dan Truman here, brought to you uh, by the folks at Get and Athena. Dan, I uh, came outside. My uh, Here in Vegas, it's balls hot. So we have, you know, your battery in your car only lasts a couple of years normally, uh, unless you park inside, which I don't. Came out, truck was dying, truck was dead, wouldn't start. Grabbed my jump, uh, Get jump starter. Fantastic. Got me going. I'm glad you drive a Ridgeline because it's not supposed to jump full-size cars, but it does. We just don't advertise it because it, it can damage the battery pack. But, yeah, I mean, jump the Ridgeline, no problem. Yeah, so. it was great. <laughs> I loved it. Um, that's, how is things that get in Athena? Everything good? Yeah, man, we're we're super busy. We've we've taken on a few new things, the RPM dash that Caroli obviously won with this weekend and also the 
the the MX2 rider. He won this weekend with it, so it's pretty cool. It's for the starts, and you know, it's tough to get inventory like everybody right now. Right. Uh, we've we've taken on a company called Techno Moose from Italy. Uh, so basically, mooses for mini bikes and off-road bikes, which is huge here in the U.S. Uh, for the enduro guys. So you know, we're just trying to get more products that we can keep in stock and things like that. But um, yeah, it's it's been awesome. We can't complain. It's been really good. Uh, awesome, good to see. So Jack Chambers uh, made his pro debut at High Point. We talked about him on the Pulp Mix Fantasy Pod. If people don't listen to that, maybe we'll dive into this a little bit. I don't know anything about this dude. You guys are all stoked on him. He let you down fantasy wise at High Point, but but that's that's a separate conversation. As a rider, Dan, you know him well, and and you're stoked on Jack Chambers. Yeah, I mean, he trained with Timmy for a long time. He's from here in the Florida area. He was a, you know, a local off-road guy doing the Florida series and things like that. Wanted to become a motocrosser. Um, he's won some good amateur races in the A-class. Uh, he'll be decent at Redbud this week. He he rides at the 83 compound here in Florida with Jet Hunter and the boys. Uh, he's just a good kid from a good family, and I want to see him do well. I just, I don't know if he put too much pressure on himself or what. He had a bad first moto and then he obviously the just the unlucky part with getting tangled with shimoto that was a, a freak accident in the in the second moto so he's a good kid um you know he's not kitchen speed um we talk about kitchen coming and making a debut this weekend he's not that speed but he's not too far off of like the kitchens and the the thrashers and that group of guys you know actual speed wise and then kitchen's making his pro debut Kiefer thinks uh maybe around 10th maybe around dylan schwartz area what, what do you think yeah, I think uh, I think so. I mean, uh, Kiefer said he was an East Coast guy, but I think he's from Washougal, Washington, if I'm not wrong. But um, I think that he'll be good. He's no pressure just coming in. It's a one-race thing. I think Starr just wants to see where he's at. They probably have to make a decision on Fry for next year. Uh, they have a bunch of guys coming up with LeBlanc and Romano and things like that. So I think there's no pressure. I think he could easily run six, seven, eight, but – I don't think he's in that top tier of, you know, the Lawrence brothers, Cooper, RJ, mm-hmm. Moseman, even Jalik. I think all those guys are, are ahead of him. So, yeah, just around 10th maybe. 702-586-PULP. Uh, give us a call. We're still giving away a pair of FMF Vision goggles uh, as well. If you want a discount from Get and Athena, use the contact form at pulpamex.com. Uh, I've been getting a few of these and sending them to Dan. So, uh, he'll dial you in with a Pulpamex show discount. Uh, make it real easy for you. Um, J-Mart's back. J-Mart is back. <laughs> I see, man. And I heard you on the show say that he's out of the title. Do you think he would come back if he really thought he was out of the title? Yeah, I do, I think. I think really? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you don't think he's out of the title? I mean, he's 60 points back. I mean, <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I mean that's, it's not crazy with 18 motos left. I mean, we've seen crazier things. I mean, that's only less than three and a half points of moto. I mean, he wins out, he wins the title. Uh, do I think he's going to win out? No. Yeah, but I mean, he, He's out of this championship. Uh, I'll bet I, you anything you want he's out of this championship. But Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to take a guy 60 points down, right. even me being the degenerate <laughs> that I am. Uh, <laughs> but I do think that he's going to mix up the championship, and I feel like he is not coming back if he doesn't think he can podium. I, uh, I well, this is where I'm getting to, so – Look, he may not be great this weekend, but you know he's going to get great, right? He's going to feel better. We saw him how good he was, um, you know, early on. Um, look, he doesn't really like Justin Cooper. He doesn't like any of his teammates, right? But he doesn't like Justin Cooper that much. Um, and, and late in the season, if Justin Cooper's going for it and, and J Mart fighting him to the death, that should be interesting, Dan. Yeah, and that's all I mean. Like, I think he's going to win some more if if he really has. You know he's coming back to to podium. He's going to win some yeah. races, and oh, there's yeah. going to be motos where Justin Cooper gets a fifth, like he did at High Point, or, or fourth or fifth. And yep. if he can win, that's you know that's ten points or twelve yeah, he's points. He's still like, got to jump Jet. He's got to jump Hunter. I mean, come on. No, I I agree, but I think that he's going to start winning, and he's not pulling over for Cooper or Nichols or any of these guys. No. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's really good for the championship. You know, I really wish RJ could have gotten this championship. Uh, I like that RJ is just, you know, old school and, you know, me and Paul talk about it, how it would be awesome if he was in a championship battle. It was really unfortunate last last round what happened and then, you know, then having last gate pick and mm-hmm. just, you know, it trickles down when you have a bad first moto and so many things can go wrong then after that. So Yep. No, absolutely. Um, RJ is uh, a great rider. Uh, he just, he can't help himself. He just grenades. That's what RJ does. And if yeah. the chain, I mean, obviously has nothing to do with him, but... You know, he's just, he has some big ones, and it's all from just twisting that throttle. 
Um, he, he was good at Redbud last year. He got second at one round, and, and he won the other round. So yep. Yep. I expect to see big things out of him again this weekend. Um, switching to two 450s here, uh, Ferrandis has not been off the podium at all, and he, and when he's gotten bad starts, he's worked through the pack. I think he's passed everybody at one point or another um, in this t- championship series. I see no reason why this would stop this weekend. Dylan Ferrandis is, is, will be good again. Yeah, Dylan's been very impressive. And, you know, I talked to him a little bit in Salt Lake um, after the race, and, and he's just very motivated. He, he he rides a lot like Cooper Webb with a chip on his shoulder. A lot of people overlooked him in his early days. And uh, he holds that close to him, and he's going to be tough to beat. You know, if Kenny has those days, like in Colorado, second moto where he just rides away from everybody, then it's not a problem, right? But I think if he's only a tenth or so faster than, than Dylan, then Dylan's going to put some pressure on him and, and things are going to change. So it's good to see. But, yeah, he's in this for the long haul. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what a surprise that would be if he wins this championship, you know? Yeah, I mean, he wasn't obviously wasn't my pick coming in. No. But, I mean, he is the defending 250 champ, so he, you know, he's, he has, you know, he has that knowledge of winning a championship and battling for a championship. So it's not a huge surprise, but he wasn't definitely wasn't the pick for it. No, for sure. Do you think Tomac's back? Do you think this is an indication? Like, I don't, I'm not saying win every moto, but like end up on a podium both motos this weekend. Like, is this kind of where he's? Is he back? Yeah. So for me, it's it's obviously confusing. Like everybody, right? Like we thought Kenny was going to maybe do two rounds and then <laughs> be done, right? And honestly, after the first moto at Paula. I mean, that really didn't change anything, right? But mm-hmm. then he won a moto and got some confidence, and, and now we see what's happened. Eli's a lot like that, too. I think he was just kind of like, ah, I'm kind of in this funk, and then he went and won one, so maybe it sparks it up. I have no idea. I mean, is he talented and can win it? Of course, but I think he's trying to win it. You know, people think, oh, he's done, whatever. But No, that's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous take. There's I, just I know. hundreds of thousands I mean, of dollars at stake. Exactly, exactly. But in Colorado, I mean, I stood trackside, and, and I was like, I mean, he looks like he's trying really hard, and he was just 10th place guy. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was it. So I don't know. Do I think he's back? Yeah, I think he's, it's going to be a lot like what we've seen Ken after, you know, the, Ken realized he can beat all these guys again. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, so, so yeah, you're, you're more subscribing to the theory that he's going to be a factor. Yeah, I think Go, he's going to be on forward. the podium this weekend. Yes. Um, Dean Wilson is the only guy under that uh, Rockstar Energy Husqvarna tent for now, and he's battling Epstein Barr. Do you think Dino keeps keeps toughing it out just for the team and kind of just to do what he can to to have a 450 on the track? It's tough for Dino. He's in such a bad spot. You know, he's he's been very vocal about the Epstein Barr, and you know he has a ton of other things going on uh, with his body and. It would be easy for him to just pull the plug and regroup, right? But he wants to stay out there for his sponsors. He wants to help the team. That's the only reason why they're going to the races for that truck. So I, I really don't know, you know. Um, <laughs> I agree with what Kiefer said earlier about, like, our sports very secretive and stuff. But yeah. I've seen, I seen the other side of that. I've seen Chad be very vocal um, about bike setup or sicknesses or this or that, and he was just called a whiner, and, and people, you know, bitch that side of it. So it, you're in a lose-lose situation, you, you know. Yeah. Um, is Dean Wilson a 13th place guy? No, he's way better than that. He has serious issues. <laughs> you know, I mean, most people that have Epstein Barr, I've seen Cincerello made a comment on it. He's like, most people that get Epstein Barr just lay in bed, you know, and you're expected to go do 30 minute motos every day. So, yeah, he um, yeah, and he needs a ride next year. Right. Know? And he's, yeah. yeah, he's trying to get a ride next year. So, I don't know. I mean, he, he still has fun with it, which is the crazy part. I, I don't know how he does it, but. Do you think uh, Jason comes back this year? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I think he starts riding uh, in a week or so from, from what I heard. And I think he comes back. I mean, like you said about Eli, I mean, there's still money to be made. These guys make a lot of money for bonuses and podiums and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Jason also wants to, you know, nothing beats racing and being in race shape and things like that. So, um, yeah, I do think he comes back. Uh, Dan Truman here on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show, uh, brought to you by FMF Vision, Get Pro Taper, Max's Tires. We've got a phone call on one. It's Drew. Drew, what's up, man? Hey, what's up? Um, I got a very, very, very hot take, so don't grill me if it's ridiculous. Okay. But I was scavenging our YouTube internet sensation, Johnny Hopper's file. Oh, boy. And I came across a video about, I don't know, two years ago, where he said that a lot of these professional AMA riders, uh, especially for outdoors and on that ride, a green bike, um, for hydration after their motos, they like to go back to their uh, semis and inject themselves with some IV to help um, get them hydrated for that. 
hour gap that they have. Is there any truth to that? Do you know anything? I know it's probably insanely ridiculous, but I mean. No, it's not insanely ridiculous. Well, they don't go back to their semis, first of all. Uh, they do it in their motorhomes. Um, it's illegal to do that. And But if you tell me that riders aren't doing that over the years, I call you completely BS. Uh, for sure, riders were doing it. Not that many guys have motorhomes anymore uh, to, to go and do this. You obviously can't do it in the semi-truck. You know, there's too many people around and all of that. But, I mean, I once asked an official, like, hey, man, like you, we, IVs help these guys a ton in between motos. And go in the uh, motorhome. Do, go do random checks. And I was told that the motorhomes are private property and you can't go in them. And I'm like, what? They're, how does that make any sense? But that's what I was told. But for sure, I mean, Dan – Years ago, I mean, I think there was ten to fifteen dudes with motorhomes. It, yeah, uh, you know, back I mean, then. It, you, so there was a time when it was legal, and I mean, it's legal in other sports. If basketball players get a cramp, they go to the locker room and get an IV. Yeah. Um, and, and football, same thing. It's kind of dumb in our sport that it's not legal. The reason that they told us that it was not legal was because it's not fair to the privateers that don't have access to. I it. agree. Right. I agree. So that's why they made it not legal. Um, there was early days. I mean, I remember. I think Doug Henry got one. Henry was doing the back of his box van. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I mean, there was days when they, you know, Henry had a bag hanging in his box van and was just getting an IV. So it's not like a illegal substance, but yes, it is kind of a. It's not legal, I guess, but. It's being done, but I think there's only like four motorhomes in the pits these days. Yeah, I don't know who would be doing it now. Like, I don't know if it's as re- as prevalent now, you know. But um, yeah, but for sure back in the day, oh yeah. I mean, Dan, you've been around guys that got them, uh, and I, I I don't even mean the races. Uh, guys uh, in the middle of the week that get them, they're, they're like a new guy. Like they help you immensely. I've seen guys, oh, you know, wow. so tired and so drained, get an IV and they're ready to do a moto. It's incredible. Uh, 100%. I yeah. mean, when we do, oh <laughs> when we go on bachelor parties and stuff, we bring them ourselves to recover and things like that. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> it's, it, it's amazing. I mean, yeah. it's, it, it, it's basically just injecting yourself with water immediately. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I, and I can honestly say this, I don't know of anybody that's done it in the last couple years be, just for the fact that, you know, there's not very many motorhomes out there. And yeah, we really haven't even had any hot races like the old Freestones and, and yeah. the Kenworthies, and that's when they really did it back yeah. in those days. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, Drew, if a couple guys did it now. Um, you know, John Tomac's really, really big on uh, on uh, uh, being legal, uh, and I'm not saying that they are because I have no proof either way. But John it, uh, got chased around from from road biking to mountain biking by people who were doing uh, drugs back in the day. And he never mm-hmm. did, and he's he's really upset with you know anybody so any sort of uh, that rumors of that stuff going on in our sport. So I don't know if Eli would do that. You know what and, I mean? And, like, and real quick, though, yeah, yeah. Based on the guys yeah, are in a lot better really shape. highly unlikable, but I mean, yeah, I, ju- it, I it's not well, a it's not a completely invalid argument. It, it is not. No, Dan, go ahead. I was just saying the guys nowadays are in a lot better shape as well. You know, with the the stuff they do during the week and things like that. Mm-hmm. The guys that were taking it, like when Henry was taking it, you know, he was like dying after the first moto, you know, and yeah. would take it between motos. So I, I definitely can't 100% say nobody's taking it. Uh, I don't know of anybody that's taking it now. And I mean, I've been around a lot of the top guys in the last few years, and I can honestly say that, you know, none of the guys I was around was doing it. But I do know uh, a retired rider now, I, his chick took a course on how to do it. I don't know if he was doing it, but why would his chick take a course? On how to, a lot you know, of the, a lot of, yeah, a lot of, the, yeah, I've, yeah, obviously we see the Instagram posts and things like that. I mean, there's a lot of people like that. So. Yeah, so, so, so I do know that a retired guy uh, years, years ago had his chick take a course, and that seemed odd to me <laughs> on why she would need a course. Uh, if, but, you know, so I think it was going on more back in the day when there were more motorhomes, but not now so much. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But uh, okay, Drew, I got one more question. Okay, go ahead. Cool. All right. Um, what do we see happening to Pierce Brown? And what's going to happen to Jordan Smith? And I guess of the two, which one do you go with? Well, uh, Jordan is uh, Cowie, and he's hurt, and he's out again. Pierce, honestly, Pierce has not been that impressive. He he, he started impressively. He's been hurt a little bit. Uh, I think the team would like better results. But from everything I talked to, Drew, from the people over at TLD, they are going to stick with Pierce. They believe in him. They, they think there's more there, and they will stick with him. Okay. But, Dan, what do you think? Yeah, so on the Pierce subject, they are going to stick with him. They're being patient with him. He had some he had some decent injuries that set him back. Um, 
they're going to stick with them. You know, you got to remember guys like McElrath and some of these guys, they took a long time to get going, you know. Um, I mean, you even look at a guy like Tomac. In his first 24, 24 outdoor races, he only – he only podiumed four of them. Some of these guys take a lot longer. You would never think that of Tomac, right? How many titles he has and wins and everything else. But yeah, um, yeah. they are going to stick with Pierce. I think he'll get better. I think he'll even be better this weekend. I think we'll see him closer to the 8 to 10 range this weekend. And then uh, Jordan Smith, man, it's such a bummer. He has so much talent, but a lot like RJ, a lot of self-inflicted wounds. Um, it's hard. I, I don't know how hard. Jordan gets a factory ride next year. Yeah, I mean, I Yeah, I was going to actually it, say that. I mean, does, does he – is he deserving of a factory ride, or, you know, do you hand it to someone? I mean, I know Schwartz is basically on, you know, kind of a factory-ish bike, but, I mean, if I was a, you know, a team manager or a team, I'd be looking at Schwartz over Smith if it came down to it. Yeah, I would too, Dan. I could see Jordan on a Club MX team or something like that yeah, next year. Yeah, but the, so the only argument I have against Schwartz is is I, I've – I've pitched Schwartz. I don't even know him, and I've pitched him to a lot of people. I think he's awesome. He's talented. He's in shape. But Jordan still can win Supercrosses, and I don't know that Schwartz can win a Supercross for your team. That, that's the only difference I have. So, yeah, yeah I, think jo- I think Jordan might have to reset. Um, I hope he gets another shot and, and can stay healthy. But, yeah, it's, it's tough to say. Maybe Jordan should move up. You know, maybe a 450 would help him. Yeah, because the 450 class is super easy right now. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying the style of the style needed, right? The style needed to ride a 450. Maybe that keeps him off the ground a little bit. I don't know. Just something something needs to change. Whether he leaves MTF, whether he rides a 450, you just can't keep banging your head against the wall and hoping for different results. You know, um, yep. in my opinion. So, uh, hey, uh, Drew, do you want a pair of FMF goggles? Oh yeah, dude. I definitely appreciate it all right uh hang on the line man we'll get you those fmf goggles same one savachi bogle and uh zach aware all right all right thank you i appreciate it Steve. thanks for the call uh i won't cole is on four we won't take his question because we're going to wrap up dan but he says if he like if levi kitchen gets top three do they make him go back to loretta's yes okay i agree i don't think he gets top three but i think he has to go to loretta's anyways do you like that rule dan i hate it yeah i mean it's kind of a good rule to let people race. I think the rule was made when there wasn't as many racing going on. The COVID thing happened. So I I don't hate it. It's, it is what it is. I mean, it's only benefiting some of these guys that are getting some experience and things like that. So no one's really taking advantage of it to, like, you know, no one's went and raced early and then went and dominated Loretta's. You know, everyone's like, oh, going back to an amateur race. But no one's done that. You know, no one's went and got experience and then went and dominated. Kitchen might be the first one to go well, race before Loretta's and still win. So If you want to be professional, be a fucking professional. That's the way I look at it. Don't dip your toe in and be like, oh, look, I'm not good enough. Oh, I'm, I'm going to go back to amateurs. Oh, you know what I mean? I got, I got all this experience racing these pro. Like, like, what do you want to do in life? You want to be professional. That's what you want to do. That's what the goal should be. You know, you, you, we have guys taking dives at Loretta's. We have these guys trying to stay in amateurs as long. Isn't the goal to be a professional motocross racer? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't know. I, you know, you can't. Robbie Renard, hey, I turned 16. I'm racing pro. James Stewart, I'm racing pro. You know what I mean? That's what these guys did. I, I ran it real quick. I ran a stat last night. I was doing because, you know, everyone's obviously saying how good Jet and Hunter are, which I agree. I'm full support that they're going to be awesome. Um, Jets race 15 outdoors. Hunter's race 20 outdoors. Hunter has three podiums. Jet has four podiums. Um, the top three guys in the first 24 motocross races, James Stewart had 21. Carmichael had 20, and Dean Wilson had 18 podiums in his first 24 races. That's pretty good. Yeah. You yeah. Would, most people forget how good Dean was when he was really young. I just um, I wonder if um, I wonder if it's is the competition deeper now or are those guys? Yeah. You know, 100. percent Yeah. yeah and I, I and we go back to you know that was 11 years ago, right? People have gotten in better shape, but but the stats are still the stats. I mean, oh, yeah. you look at guys yeah. like yeah. AC only podiumed one time in his first 24 races. That's pretty crazy. Outdoors, you know? yeah, outdoors. Outdoors, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He won his first Supercross, obviously. Right. Right. But just in general, when you look at these guys, like it's it's kind of crazy. And and of course, the competition's harder. It's a different era. You can't compare that stuff. But um, man, it's. It's crazy. It's good to see both series is good, though, MXGP and the U.S. series. I like it. Are you going to Red Bud this weekend? Uh, I'll make a decision in a couple hours. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, it's Thursday, <laughs> uh, you know, late yeah. there on the East Coast. But, yeah, go I, ahead. I would, yeah. Li- I would like to skip it. Um, but, obviously, you know, when work calls and stuff like that, i got to do certain things. So I would like to stay home for the 4th of July. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I can see that. Uh, all right, Dan, thanks for your time, man. Uh, Get and Athena, Dan Truman, thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Thanks.
All right, that's Dan Schumann, everybody. That's another wrap on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Tits, great. Great work. Yeah, buddy. Fantastic. Just Thank you. The way you answered the phones. Yeah. Next put, them level. Up, put them on hold, sent you the info, the oh, whole deal. It's great. Yep. Wish me luck cooking the tomahawk tonight. And uh, thanks for coming in. We'll see you next week, everybody, on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show presented by FMF Vision. Get Pro Taper and Maxis Tires. <laughs>